Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched The Lincoln Lawyer. On Netflix. Netflix. (laughs) I had, you know, I don't know. What did you think of The Lincoln Lawyer? (laughs) That was a perfect slogan for Netflix. I am torn between being very met on it and maybe sort of enjoying it a little. I'm not sure. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie with Matthew McConaughey? I did not. Um, Me either. But it was reassuring. Having I, This has been sitting on Netflix's top 10 for weeks now. That's I why think. I picked it. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I see it, I think, I swore that was a movie with Matthew McConaughey. Why are they doing a TV show? So when I went to look it up as I was watching the show, it was reassuring to find out that I'm not crazy. It's apparently a series of books, too. Yes. Uh, Which I've never read. Same. So we're coming into this equally ignorant. Yeah. But here's what I want to start. What would that actor? He was bad, right? So here's the thing. Uh, I thought for the longest time during that episode that he was somebody who was not a native English speaker trying to do an American accent. And then about three quarters of the way through, it seems like he kind of just abandoned that and just went back to his normal accent. Yeah. And I think I preferred that. Like, just be okay. I, it, it's one of my pet peeves, especially for something like this, that who gives a shit what his nationality is or his background is, just let him have a, an accent. I've never, I, I have a hard time understanding it when a show like this tries to force somebody into an accent they don't have, because it's almost always very bad. Yeah. And I was wondering for me if part of it was the accent. And I agree, the accent sort of, uh, as the. <laughs> It was almost as though they got, you know, halfway through shooting the episode or something. And then somebody was like, you know, this guy's accent is coming through. We should have really figured something out. And so then they just like pivoted. And so now all of a sudden the guy's like, uh, he he was having dinner with his daughter and did like the little like Spanish saying and then called her Mija and everything. And I was like, okay, that seems out of the blue. But I yeah. guess they're I guess they're like I guess they're trying to fix their mistake. So part like part of it was me wondering like, do I just not is it the accent that's getting to me, or do I just not like think he's very good or charismatic? And I just don't think he's very good or charismatic. I was trying to picture other actors with accents, even similar accents that would have done a better job than this guy in like uh the first person I thought of that doesn't have a similar accent, but has an accent and can still fucking act is Christoph Waltz. Uh, and then like similar type of accents would be like Antonio Banderas and Benicio del Toro. Those guys can act like their accents wouldn't get in the way of me, like being like, what is going on with this guy? You know what I mean? Did you consider that maybe your racist but to a very specific accent and we just don't know what it is yet 
<laughs> no, you know because... what I mean? Like, it's, it's not just a Spanish accent. It's like a very specific, like, southern Costa Rican accent. <laughs> oh, you, you really don't it. like. It was just, like, the region of Mexico that this actor was from. Right. I... I have no idea, but I hate everybody from that region of Mexico, <laughs> even though I've never met anybody from there. And yeah. I don't know that that region exists. Like when I find out, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't consider that. <laughs> well, just something to noodle on. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, I thought that actor was bad, and I thought the actor who played Cisco was bad, and he was white. Yeah. <laughs> but but maybe you're just, like, really racist against his very specific whiteness, you know? <laughs> maybe you're like me, and you are secretly hoping, anytime they mentioned Cisco before we actually met him, that it was really the uh, rapper from the late 90s early <laughs> office who sang song song. Yeah. You don't have to tell me what Cisco is saying. I know what Cisco is saying. I'm not telling you what Cisco's saying. I'm telling uh, the few of our listeners that maybe are under the age of 35 to 45 <laughs> what Cisco's saying. What's your first note? My very first note is from the very first scene where the guy gets shot in his car. Mm-hmm. And we see the guy shoot him through the driver's side window. But then the very next shot, he's pulling stuff out of his passenger side. And it didn't seem like he moved around the side of the car. It seems like the continuity editor kind of forgot which side that guy was on. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it, it's not interesting. It's just a little funny. <laughs> my first, well, my first note about the actual show is about that scene also but my very first note that we didn't touch on was me speculating what the lincoln lawyer was about because i was pretty sure it was about a homeless lawyer that practiced law out of a lincoln town car am i wrong i don't know if the guy was homeless they they tried to explain it which is that he just likes doing law out of his car yeah i don't think i get it it does, doesn't feel particularly interesting or badass to me. Does it change your mind if you think of it as very likely just an advertisement for Lincoln? Like that the writer <laughs> of these books went to a bunch of different car dealers and or like uh, car manufacturers and said, I'm doing a series about... I don't, it could be a lawyer, it could be a businessman, it could be anything. <laughs> that part's not important. That part's not important. He's going to do business exclusively out of his car, and that car could be yours. He could be the Lincoln <laughs> lawyer, or he could be the Buick businessman, or he could be the Mazda murderer. I don't care. <laughs> I just need you to sign on. And Lincoln didn't let that guy leave the parking lot. They, they, they jumped on that chance immediately. I was thinking that maybe he just like Googled like most lawyery car or something like that. And you think Link, I think he just went straight for the alliteration. Oh, I, for I, sure. I don't think he thought that a Lincoln was a particularly lawyery car. Is it? I'm Googling most lawyery car right now. <laughs> most lawyer e car. 
Top seven must-have cars for attorneys. Oh, good God. Juris Digital. Oh, here we go. A BMW 2 Series Coupe. But that doesn't roll off the tongue. Nope. A, a BMW Moyer, you know. A Jeep a Jeep Cherokee. Isn't a uh, a lawyer in England called a barrister? Yeah. It could be the BMW barrister, but... There you go. But over in England. Uh, so for Jeep Cherokee, if it was uh, that, they could have called him the Jeepkin lawyer. Or he could be the Jeep juror, and he's just a guy that is a professional juror. That's a thing, right? I, I Jurors do get paid, so I guess technically that's a thing. Get out of his Jeep while he does jury duty. <laughs> He's just feeling ornery and he's sitting in the parking lot in his Jeep listening to the trial and he's like, be louder. And then they're like louder. And then he just like turns up the volume on his car stereo a little more each time just to just like be a dick. Yeah. Acura, Audi, Hyundai Sonata. Uh oh, I don't know what this is. A Koenigsegg Agera. Don't know what that is. I've never heard of that brand. That's because you're not a lawyer. Yeah, but no Lincolns on this list. Almost like the credibility of this show is completely out the window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the credibility of this show is questionable. Uh, did you notice who wrote it? Uh, David E. Kelly. Yeah. He's come. We've done one of his shows before, haven't we? Have we? Maybe he's. I know he's most famous for being uh, Ali McBeal. And I wrote down the practice Boston legal and Doogie Hauser. Nine Perfect Strangers is what he did on Hulu that we watched. Oh yeah, there we go. I don't remember that one. That was the Hulu one where uh, they were all at some retreat. And oh yeah, with a very particular blend of bullshit in there. Yeah, it had um Nicole Kidman in it, right? Yes. Yep. And Melissa McCarthy and some others. So, back to that scene where he's walking through the parking garage. You ever be? Have you ever been that spooked, like walking alone, going to your car, like nobody else is around, and you're like looking over your shoulder and hearing noises and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's say that you're that spooked. The hairs are on the back of your neck, like raising up and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're, let's say, 20 feet from your car. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I go to my car very fast and don't, under any circumstance, look in the back seat. What he did was stop, stood there for what felt like an eternity going, hello, is anybody there? Hello, 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 hello. Just get in your car. You're 20 feet from safety. Well, from perceived safety, but yeah, just say the car didn't, yeah. <laughs> the car didn't actually help, but still get in there. What do you think his game plan was? If somebody said, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. Just like, um, what are you doing? What? Yeah. Planning on killing you. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to get in my car and 
another thing that irked me, he didn't lock the door. Did you notice that? I Not didn't. that it would have helped him either, but... I was going to say, no. all these things that he did to or didn't do to keep himself safe wouldn't have helped keep him safe, so maybe... They wouldn't, no, but still, they're logical things to do. What kind of asshole leaves their second wife in their phone, but with the name second wife? <laughs> I don't know. When that happened, I was like, wait a minute. He's got another ex who also works in law, the law profession. Yep. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's the Lincoln lawyer. That's who. Do you think that he ever considered naming his practice Lincoln Law? You know, like Lincoln Logs? Oh, he could do a lot with, like, if he does those personal injury commercials and stuff. It could be, like, something about Lincoln Logs. like. Yeah. What let uh, me build a, a, a defense for you? There you go. At Lincoln Logs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining him. He, he's not trying to say Lincoln, Lincoln Logs, but he can't stop himself. He's just it's so used to saying Lincoln Logs that anytime Lincoln Log comes up, he involuntarily says at the end. Well, it's the accent, too. That, too. Yes. The Lincoln Lawyer knows a guy that guy dies 10 days earlier that guy had signed his practice over to the lincoln lawyer correct that seems like the sort of thing that shouldn't be possible like you shouldn't be able to sign over your your business workings to someone without their signature because i feel like in doing so he's also taking on that business's debt a lot of this situation did not make sense it also to me felt like something that should not be possible all of a sudden you're running this law firm here you go lincoln lawyer who's not done anything in a year how did they what did they think that that judge was calling him in for where they were all like this guy is in trouble what are you doing maybe you're gonna get a case maybe the judge is gonna get you a case i was like there's no way the judge is giving this guy a case. This guy hasn't worked a case in a year. This judge doesn't know who this guy is. Also, Why is she going to randomly give him a case? Also, judges don't give out cases. Yeah. I don't think judges give out cases. I don't think judges just go, here's a case for your lawyer. Judges aren't lawyers' bosses. I, I guess I don't know how it works, but they said she was like an administrative type of judge and like does this that sort of stuff because somebody's got to assign public defenders and stuff yeah that would be the 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 uh da's office or, or it's like something i don't know i don't know who, who assigns it assigns public who assigns public defenders a judge yeah they're appointed by the court to your point earlier it doesn't make sense that the judge would be assigning this case to a lawyer she doesn't know and who hasn't practiced in well over a year Right. Yeah. That's so the last time he practiced, he was high on painkillers or whatever, like whoever whatever the fuck happened to him a year ago. Right. That she would even know who he was, that would be astonishing to me. All of a sudden he's just got this law firm, which doesn't make sense. I wanna say that whoever wrote this lacks basic understanding of how law and 
lawyers and judges work, but it's David E. Kelly. That's pretty much all he's exclusively written. Yeah. Like I had that thought too. Like he knows how this works. Also, I'm pretty sure he was a lawyer. That would make sense. Yeah, he received his JD from Boston University School of Law. Maybe that's why he's not a lawyer. It's because he's waiting on a judge to appoint him a case and he hasn't gotten one yet. So he just spends spends his free time writing law shows in the meantime. (laughs) He's like sitting around expecting a judge to give him a case because this is really how he thinks it works. Yeah. And so he's just like still waiting. Like every day he wakes up Every morning he wakes up and he's like, I wonder if today is the day that I get the phone call to work a case. And then he looks at his phone, sees no missed calls, sighs, <laughs> and gets back to writing. <laughs> yep. <like> lawyer. <laughs> Prior to the show, had you ever heard the term dicky-do? No. Had you? No. That... They, used, they used that term more than once. And that just seems like a very, hmm, it's a weird term. I had to look it up and I, the, the only definition I found was on Urban Dictionary. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure it's accurate. What was it? It's a little blue, but it's uh, somebody whose gut hangs out farther than their dick does. As in your stomach hangs out farther than your dicky do. Eric. (laughs) Also, also, this guy gives, gets this practice signed over to him 10 days before the death of that guy. The Lincoln lawyer should absolutely be a suspect in the murder of this gentleman. Should he not? Oh, he absolutely should be. And they said he was. Well, they said he was to try to scare him. And then he like passed it off. Like he went up there into the, into his new office that somehow was magically his. And he's like, I need to look through all of my files. And they're like, no, you can't. And he's like, no, I can't look at this judge's order. And then the cop's like, well, maybe you're a suspect in the murder because this is awfully fortuitous timing, wouldn't you think? And that's, to my recollection, all that said about him being a suspect to the murder, which was so ridiculous that the Lincoln lawyer passed it off by going basically like, oh, I guess you cracked the case, everybody. I obviously murdered him. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And just like passing it off, it's ridiculous. They might as well have shown like all the beat cops in the background while he was doing that, like snickering and pointing at the detective, like, look at this asshole. He sure got owned by the Lincoln lawyer. I never got the impression that he was a serious suspect for this murder, even though he should be. He never took himself seriously as a suspect, but I, I didn't get the sense in that scene. I think you're overplaying uh, the silliness of the cop saying it. Whereas, yes, his response was uh, a tad asinine. I would have found it very funny if he was like, oh, yep, you caught me. I killed him. You know, and then he pulls out a gun. Here's the gun that killed him. Here's my bloody <laughs> gloves from that night. And like, just, and just that's how he gets away with murder is just going to up the cops. And like, oh, he has all this evidence on him. 
he is he is a defense lawyer maybe this is how he defends all of his <laughs> clients is like he goes oh yeah i guess she was the one that stole the necklace i guess it's an open and shut case everybody Pfft. what are you talking about and then everybody's like ah, yeah he makes a good point Here's this video of her totally stealing this necklace <laughs> that I guess we're just going to accept into evidence. And everybody's like, you know what? This is dumb. It does have a point. This whole judicial system is a sham. <laughs> I can't believe that it took the Lincoln lawyer to make us realize the judicial system is a sham. Why was that one ex-wife uh Cisco's girl Lorna she was she was just like really mad at cops like they tried to go to that office and the cop he was a little he was a little curt with them but he was like whoa 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 you can't come in here and then the Lincoln lawyer was like oh no I can come in here here's here's the paper from the judge and the cop looks at it and he goes can I see your ID? And Lincoln lawyer's like, yeah, here's my ID. And he looks at it. And then the cop's like, all right, you can go in there. And then the Lauren is just over there like, you cops are the worst thing of all time. I don't think there's a funny answer to that question because every funny joke I can come up with boils down to reality. Like I was going to say, maybe a cop killed her dad. Well, that could have uh, happened. Oh, no, she's uh, white. Yeah, uh, okay, maybe less like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. none of it's funny. It's a pe- it's stupid, but it's a pet peeve of mine that shows like this have characters with vanity plates that have way too many characters in them. Like, I don't know, I don't remember what his, his vanity plate said not guilty, but the only letter that was missing was the O. But that's, I, I looked, I had to look it up. It's It's too many letters based on California vanity plates. You can only have two to six letters in your vanity plate. And that was eight. You know, this podcast has really like added not only a lot to the lives of the listeners of the podcast, mm-hmm. but also for you and me, we're learning so much every time we record, like how many characters you can have on your vanity plate in California, for example. Mm-hmm. And another example would be. You you stopped in the middle of your sentence. No, that was a that was a question mark. Oh, it was a prompt. <laughs> David E. Cully has a juris doctorate from Boston University School of Law. Yep, all information that enriches and just really makes my life a lot more colorful, colorful and better on a day to day basis. That's a really nice added attitude to have. It's a lie, but it, it, you're right. It would be a nice attitude of that. <laughs> Do you think the casting call for that Cisco character was just must look like a creep? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that he's, actor. He's a, he a weird looking dude. I'm like, yeah. right? I'm not typically one to want to rag on that because it's mean, but. For all the uh, bloviating that we do about trying to get more people listen to listen to this podcast, we, I, I in this case, do a lot to alienate a lot of individuals on this show, and I think this 
there are a lot of people that we've already talked about should listen to this podcast. I think we've just added another to the list. Angus Sampson. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far our list is people who are not allowed to listen to the show, not people we don't think should listen to the show. I'm going to go on a limb and say he's not allowed to listen to it because... (laughs) Too weird looking. I don't know. Yep. (laughs) Too weird looking, can't listen. (laughs) Eric said it, everybody. If you're too weird looking, you can't listen to our podcast. I liked how he got this new practice and he got all of the clients uh, and the very first client that he gets was like, oh yeah, no, he wasn't going to charge me. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that all of his clients are about to say that to him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, of course you would say that. how, uh, so that client that he helped. So this show is going to have the structure where he's working on the one big case, right? And then yeah. he has the little, so his one big case that he's working on is some software guru who uh, who apparently solved the problem of the uncanny valley, even though he did not know what that means, because his explanation was not what the uncanny valley is. But, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, his wife got murdered, and that's his one big case. By the way... When the Lincoln lawyer asked him what his deal is and his answer started off with, well, I guess it all started in high school. I was like, oh, come on. Like, he's not asking you to go back. He's not asking you to go back to your high school days to figure this out. What are you doing? And then he gives this whole explanation about how he fell in love with video games and how much he likes video games. And I'm just like, what? how is this relevant to the case? And then he like uh, explains the uncanny Valley and he explains it all wrong. And I was over here like, really? But yeah, if, any, if anything, he just made it more likely that he did something because all he did was talk about, yeah, how much you love video games, but then twisted it by, or not twisted, but like use that as relevance by saying, and this woman was even more important than that. Like she was my muse. She was whatever, whatever, whatever. And all I can think is, if you were that invested in that relationship and suddenly you found her fucking somebody else, I could see you snapping. You know what I mean? Like, nothing in what he said disproves that he had anything to do with this. Well, the Lincoln lawyer does not agree with you because the Lincoln lawyer was just like, okay, we're going to win this case. The Lincoln lawyer does law out of a fucking car. (laughs) I do my I do my law out of my house. But his one big uh case or his one case this week was a woman who admittedly tried to steal a necklace from a, a woman on the street uh but was also being charged with assault even though she did not she says she did not assault this woman she just tried to steal the necklace. Right. So I've got a lot of questions about this because okay. during I'm this, expert, so I'm I'm going to answer them to the best oh, of my ability. Go ahead. All right. So the um, she during the trial, she's like, "Oh no, I went through rehab. I'm clean. I'm good. I'm in a good place now." How 
long ago was this crime? How long has she been waiting for a trial? Like, I think you're thinking rehab takes much longer than it does. It takes 12 hours tops. Question two, go on. <laughs> Question two. She should still be charged with a crime, right? So the way that he got off with, uh, he got her off was he noticed that the necklace was less than the dollar amount needed to make this a felony, which doesn't mean she didn't commit a crime. It just means she committed a lesser crime. But the response to that was, okay, let's let her go. The answer to that is double jeopardy. Question three. (laughs) Question three. Okay. You can't just hire anybody to drive you around, right? Somebody needs a special license for that. There's like a chauffeur's license and all that. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Question four. (laughs) Question four is sort of related. You just wouldn't want to hire any random person with it to drive you around just because they have a driver's license, right? Like especially one with a history of drug abuse, but not only that, but theft. Yeah. But, and also that, that job, I've never done this job, but I'm sure it's probably harder and takes more skill than what I think of just driving a person around like that. Like, that you there's probably some experience that you would want or need your driver to have, right? I think you're thinking of this as like a proper like rich person driver, like a chauffeur, like a valet or something. And <laughs> right. he just literally is wanting somebody to drive him around so that he can do business from his car. Oh, you're I think, right. I think if he stops anywhere. Then, then his debt collectors will find him. <laughs> Let's see. My least favorite line in the episode was the code I wrote. They call it magic. Yeah. Laura was the real magic. <laughs> the magic was all the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole interaction from the beginning it was very apparent that david e kelly had no idea what goes into coding writing or enjoying a video game yeah <laughs> so it's just a lot of like buzzwords like to your point early from earlier the uncanny valley and then he explains it in the least accurate and but but sort of tangential way like it's sort of related it was like david e Kel- kelly heard an explanation about the uncanny valley once like five, ten years ago, and it's just going off of his memories of that explanation. For sure. For sure. Unrelated note. Do you know what the E in David E. Kelly stands for? No. Entertainment. (laughs) It's just like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Uh, Edward. Sorry, it says Edward in Wikipedia. But you cannot trust Wikipedia as a source. No. It's not Hold a valid on. source. I'm going to get yeah. in there and fix it right now. I've never entered anything into Wikipedia before, so... Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a fun little... Uh, Wait, episode. I got it. I got it. 
David Entertainment Company. <laughs> All right. I'm going to submit it and then I'll screenshot it and send it to you quick so you can throw it on the Twitter before it gets changed back. I made his Wikipedia page right now, just frantically clicking refresh. Oh, there it is. I see it. <laughs> you got it? I'm taking it uh, you want to write an episode two? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. What happened at the end of the last episode? They are getting tailed. He's just accepted his big, or he just got uh, the job for the big case. And they're being tailed. Who's oh, following? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who do you think is following? I think you were right earlier that you do need a license to be someone's driver, like, or, or some sort of certification. And it's the chauffeur police that are coming to, to, to see if she's got a chauffeur license. Is it just a police department that's just specifically for chauffeurs? It's not related to the police. They're, it's sort of like, uh, being a park ranger where you've got authority, but it's not not that kind of authority. I don't know anything about how police or park rangers work if that wasn't immediately evident from the last three sentences out of my mouth. There's a couple of guys like sitting at a coffee shop and they're like eating a donut or whatever and drinking coffee and one guy's like, Oh, yeah, I busted this guy the other day. He was driving around Miss Daisy. You know, Miss Daisy? No chauffeur's license. Busted. And the other guy's like, oh, that's a good get. I've been after that guy for a while. And he picks up his coffee to take a sip. And as he does, he sees driving by a Lincoln. And there's somebody in the front and then somebody in the back. And he's like, wait a minute. Let's go. And he puts his glass down. I don't recognize her. <laughs> he, he puts his glass down. They walks to the back of the car and he goes, Jeeves, follow that car. He gets in. So the, these police don't drive anyone themselves. They get driven around as well. <laughs> right. They're the chauffeur police. Gotcha. Not chauffeurs themselves. <laughs> Correct. Right, so Jeeves uh, starts chasing down. How, how do you think they knew? I, I think they sit there like uh, talking these these two uh, chauffeur police, and the one that didn't notice this infraction asks, how, "How how could you tell she's not a chauffeur?" He looks the other cop dead in the eye as he puts on his sunglasses and he says, "She wasn't wearing the chauffeur's hat." And then the who starts playing. And now instead of watching the Lincoln lawyer, we're watching chauffeur police. They get out of their car. Their car uh, has a little chauffeur, like a chauffeur's hat on top, you know? Yes. Like it's decorative chauffeur's mm-hmm. hat. They, that lights uh, up and everything. Yeah, yeah, it lights up and everything. They get out and they start going to talk to the chauffeur. But um, as they're walking, the back door opens and... Uh, the Lincoln lawyer tries to get out and they're like, sir, we're going to need you to stay in the car. And he's like, oh no, I'm the Lincoln lawyer. Now you've done it. Because he's got to like get her off on this, right? Except I don't think he can. He's not a chauffeur lawyer. 
I don't think he knows that he understands the intricacies of chauffeur law or else he wouldn't have her driving around, driving him around in this car. But he could just use it like a trick like he did for her with the necklace where he just like goes, well, this is going to be a little embarrassing for you. And then everybody's like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just drop the whole thing. I think he tries that. But the chauffeur uh, police say, no, 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 those legal tricks won't <laughs> fly here. <laughs> So the Lincoln lawyer, so they're not falling for his tricks. And they're like, hey, watch it, buddy, or we'll have somebody drive you downtown. You know, little chauffeur jokes in there. I think we've got a really good pilot going here for chauffeur cops. But I don't think it can be called chauffeur cops. I think it's got to be something snappier. Okay. I'm not sure what that is. Chauffeur, what's a synonym for a chauffeur? Dry, a driver. Driver, chauffeur, valet. Okay. Uh, chauffeur's a sh- license. A show of force. Oh, that's not bad. I was going to say chauffeur's license is a class D. Oh, maybe that's just an Iowa. Oh, well, I think. That's that's for the writers of our made-up show to sort through, not us. Yeah. You, or chauffeur cops. You know, yeah. We're just going to write chauffeur cops. Maybe, maybe it could be a reality show and we could tie it into back to reality. I think we shouldn't be giving any of our prospective producers for back to reality any ideas. Well, wait, you're one of our prospective producers because you wanted to be on that show. I wanted to be on it, yeah. I want no part of it other than as an executive producer and creator. I want to be an executive producer, creator, and winner. See, I feel like there is a conflict of interest there. I can't put my finger on it, but it, it certainly feels that way. And you, we wouldn't want the reality show police showing up on our doorstep to take away any awards that you would want. Here, okay, here's what I'll do to prevent any feelings of conflicts of interest. I will cede all of my decision-making skills or rights for the show while still gaining all the monetary benefits from the show and being a, uh, competing on the show. Right. But I just think that the way it looks, I, I don't think you can I don't think you can win. Because it would it would just look really bad. What if yeah. I constantly mention like, oh, and you know, even though I'm a producer on this show, I'm not allowed to make any decisions since I'm a contestant. Like if I said that like three or four times an episode. I think that's the only way that we're gonna make this work. Is <laughs> constantly and relentlessly talk about how you make no decisions on this show. And have nothing to do with the deciding of who wins and yeah. how much of a surprise it would be if you totally won at the end of this show. <laughs> yeah. And then like every once in a while I'd have to be like, well, yes, technically I do. I am involved in the decision making for who we hire as judges for next season, but I don't see how that's going to impact the judges decisions this season. Really? You know, 
and I don't see how it's weird that my mom and uh, friend are the current judges <laughs> on this season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're impartial. They took the judges' oath. Well, what do you got? Anything else for this show? I don't have anything else in my notes that's worth talking about. Yeah, me either. Would you, are you going to keep watching this? I doubt it. There was yeah. enough there, especially like I think once he stopped trying so hard to to not have an accent I enjoyed it more like more of his personal charisma came through instead of just like really wooden poor acting yeah but I don't think that it was enough for me to pay attention to I'll probably just look up who killed that guy oh yeah don't tell me I'm not going to watch more either but I'm going to keep telling myself that I am going to it sometime so I don't want any spoilers you just like being titillated by uh, mysteries. Right. Oh, well, uh, you want to wrap it up? Sure. Uh, thanks for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. Our website is episode1podcast.com. That's spelled out O-N-E. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Episode 1, and that's the number one. Either of those will keep you up to date on our episodes to date. Uh, if you like the show, leave a rating or review with your podcaster of choice and by that i mean at the podcast because that's the only one that matters last but not least big thanks to bosby for the use of our theme song